and I'm like preparing for like what's going to happen next. I don't know what's going to happen next, like, but I want to be prepared for it. Hey, you're 86. I'm Justin Myers, and this is a show about how bartenders handle bad situations. Hello again. Are you going stir crazy yet? With shelter in place orders being extended across the country and around the world, it's hard to say when we'll be out of this. My guest today is Philip Kim. He's a bartender here in San Francisco, and he's always been one of the most positive people I've known in the industry. Let's hear what he had to say about how he's staying positive and creative at home and how he's thinking about the future. Let's get into it. And then also their new bar, uh, Nightingale. Like, I'm super close to all of them. But, mm. but it's like, I don't really drink anymore. So it's like, it's, it's good to see friends. Yeah. That's great. So why don't you, um, so you were working at Romolo mm-hmm. when all this went down. Why don't you give me kind of a rundown of, of what happened when um, you guys heard the shelter in place order was going into effect? Like um, so, what happened next? So like we heard about the disease beforehand, you know, like we heard something was coming down and like me, I was just thinking like my first thought was like, okay, we probably have to do things behind the bar, like immediate different. Like I immediately thought of that. Like a lot of bars, like uh, I notice focus a lot on um, visuals, you know, like they have garnish jars on the bar. They have like, they're all the garnish, beautiful garnishes on the bar. Mm -hmm. We can't like, and my first thought was like, we can't do that anymore. Like no bar can do that anymore. You can't have uh, like your garnishes like out in the open for, people to touch people to see to sneeze on to breathe on you can't do that anymore you know mm-hmm. like that's my first thought I was like okay get everything behind the bar like can't you can't have it on the bar top anymore like i don't i don't care how it looks i'd rather people not die not get sick than having the bar it's like oh look at all those pretty ingredients like no i'd rather you not die and yeah and honestly like that's one thing that i kind of want pushed forward in this in our industry is that like not everything is about looks like whenever you go to a bar, whenever you go to a restaurant, how like how much of it is going there for the drinks or ha- like watching the bartender work? Like whenever I, I know whenever I go to a bar or a restaurant, I don't care about the drink. Like I'm there to hang out with friends. I'm there to like talk to people. The drink is is and always has been secondary. And I've noticed like a lot mm-hmm. of bars and restaurants in San Francisco, like the drink is the first thing. And then, like, after that, like, take care of everything afterwards. Like, that's the wrong way to do things. Because, like, Absolutely. it's about the guests. Like, people come here to come to your bar to hang out, to have fun, They're, to, like, get the world out of their mind. They don't want to think about, like, the coronavirus and, like, all this shit going on. But, like, that's that's what I feel like we should be trying to do is to make people relax, to have people come in and be safe. And, like, so, like, when the first news of this came out, like, there were like I noticed like wow there's a lot less people coming in like people are starting to actually believe this and it's like if we make ourselves look like you know safer and stuff like that like people will be more welcome into coming in mm-hmm. so like that happened and then like when we started to like okay now you have can't go out then we just started like okay let's just distribute all the food we have to like us our friends like basically like all the food that mm-hmm. we have is just we gave it to everybody made sure everybody was okay you know like that's what I love about um. I guess like uh, Romolo, Rye, and the Cordial, like everybody is like really, really nice. Like our owners are fantastic. Like John and Greg are, and are amazing. And Ian's been doing a great job too. So you've, I guess we're all told 
like everyone to stay home mm-hmm. and then you distribute the food and and so is the bar just been shut down ever since uh yeah like the bars remain closed uh ian has been doing like some stuff uh recently like he's not really opened it up, but more like uh, have a place where people can stop by and like buy bottles of wine and like fill up on sherry and stuff like that, which I think is a fantastic mm. thing. You know, like as time goes on, you're going to have to start thinking to yourself, like we have a lot of inventory that's just sitting there, not producing money or anything. You know, yeah. like it, do- it doesn't expire or anything, but it's like, it's not making money. It's like you're, it's like somebody, uh, I think it's either Ian or somebody told me where it's like, all the bottles you have on the shelves, all the bottles you have in your inventory, like they are, they're basically like, uh, they're not paying rent. They're living there for free. <laughs> basically, you know, like we got to, we got to sell them, like get, put those things to work, you know? How are you feeling like when, when this all went down and you, and you realized you had to uh, stay home and you weren't going to be able to work for a while? So, so I guess like for me, I would say I'm more introverted than like, I like I, when I'm at the bar, when I'm working, like it's it just like something in me just flips and like, I just like start having fun and be super goofy. But like when I'm at home, like mm. I'm just super you know chill or whatever. And I, I've been, I've actually like been um, like first when, when this first whole thing started, I was like, okay, this, this is strange. This is very different. You know, like I'm not going to work. So what do I do? You know, like I, I, I like I, I slowly figured out like I have to give myself a um a routine, give myself a schedule, like just give myself mm. structure. You know, like now I've been cooking more, and I've been like doing the things that I've never done before, like you know, like doing my computer projects, like building PCs or whatever, you know, and setting up servers for myself and just experimenting, just finding mm. find something for yourself to do. You know. Yeah, I've uh, I've been seeing the things you've been posting online. Uh, I think I watched a, you, a pancake making yeah, session, yeah, that session that you had. Um, yeah. Can you, can you talk a little bit more about uh, the things you've been doing? And um, if you think these are the kind of things you're going to continue, like if you form new habits or, or found new things that you want to continue. Well, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I've been thinking like lately that I kind of want to stream myself like playing old vintage games, but like, Probably I'm just probably going to stream it on Instagram and Facebook since not many people want to go to or know about Twitch, but yet mm-hmm. everybody for some reason like uh, flocks to uh, Zoom, even though that thing is highly unsecure. Mm-hmm. And like I, I don't like I I kind of want I would love for more people to be more involved in Twitch because like it's another honestly it's another avenue of making money that a lot of people don't know about. And you don't have to do mm. like any weird things or whatever. Like you just have your friends following you and like that will build up more of and more of a following and like more people will start to donate to you and stuff like that. And you get to do what you love. You either play games or talk or, you know, it's it's your your own radio station. It's like what you're doing with your podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. And you can do it on YouTube or whatever. And and those and like the thing about Twitch and YouTube is they have ways of monetizing. Like they have ways of making you money. And mm. like all of us are I would say we're very chill, nice people with like very interesting interests. Like we love movies, we love books, games, like that's perfect. Yeah. It's, um, and then even, even with the stuff we do behind the bar, Mm -hmm. I think, I think this crisis has kind of shown us that, um, working behind the bar only is not really a, a, 
a solid, dependable source of income. You know, I think, I think for a lot of us, myself included, it's like, uh, well, I can always pick up shifts somewhere, mm-hmm. but I think this has shown us just how fragile that lifestyle can yeah. be. And we all need to start thinking about other things we can do, but uh, you make a good point. We, we all have stuff we're interested in stuff we're good at, whether it's behind the bar or outside of the bar. Um, and we can kind of capitalize on those things. Yeah. And, and, and another thing a lot of people don't realize about working behind the bar is that drink, like, like I said, drinks are secondary. Like your personality is what keeps people there. You know, like the people that work behind a bar, the, the people on the floor, like the personality is what keeps people there. It's what keeps, keeps people coming back. You know, like there's, well, what is it? I saw like 4,700 restaurants in San Francisco alone, 47, like, I think it was 4,700 or like 4,665 restaurants in San Francisco. And mm-hmm. like, people are like, man, why is it so slow? Like, it's because it's so, there's so many places for people to go to. You can't, you can't <laughs> right. you, with so many places, you can't form a bond. You can't form a relationship. You can't be a regular with somebody at a place that where like, you don't know if it's going to be open anymore or like, there's just way too many places to go to, you know? And, and it's like, uh, like we have to change the way. Like, I know it's a very controversial thing, but we're gonna need a lot less restaurants in San Francisco. Like, mm. I I don't want any of us to shut down. I don't want any of us to lose jobs. But like, it's going to have to happen. You can't have forty seven hundred restaurants with no, everyone afraid to go out. That's not possible. Yeah, lots. A lot has gonna have to change, and a lot has already changed. Before, before we go on, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, what daily life has been like for you through all this. Because I think uh, I think one of the things that this has shown us is is we really are all in this together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so hard when you're, you know, sitting home alone to kind of feel that. So maybe you could just share your experience of uh, kind of what, what life has been like through this for you. Well, I've been waking up a lot earlier. Like I wake up at like 6, 7 a.m. now. You know, mm-hmm. like, like, yeah. like before, like w- w- before this whole thing happened, like I work, go home, get around, get home around three, fall asleep at around like four thirty, and then like wake up super early. It's like, God, that's, that's, I can't do that. That's not good for me. Like, but I guess I, I, <laughs> I mainly only started waking up earlier. It's because I started growing plants. I've noticed like before oh, wow. I grew, grew plants, I wake up at like 12, one o'clock. And then when I started growing, growing plants, I just automatically wake up as like, why am I waking up this early? Like nobody should, nobody in my industry should be up at six, seven in the morning. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I would say like, honestly, through this whole pandemic, I've become a lot healthier. Like I mm. sleep more, I cook better. Like I've been like, I feed myself instead of, uh, I feed myself more, more healthier inadvertently. Like I've been eating more chicken and stuff like that. Although I have also been testing how long things really last in the fridge. <laughs> like so, what would have been your findings on that? So so far, like I, I've never had uh, food poisoning. Knock on wood, IKEA wood or whatever. But it's like I've had uh, like my uh, my parents uh, went to Costco recently uh, and got like a Costco a whole Costco chicken. It's like a week ago, mm. I think. Yeah, and uh, I learned like like the first thing I did immediately in my mind, I was like. I gotta like I can't finish this whole chicken by myself, so I broke it down basically. Like, 
I broke, I took all the meat, put it into uh, a Ziploc bag, reserved some of it for to eat for like the next few days, and then put the rest in the freezer. And I took the bones and stuff, put those into a container so I can make stock. Like, I think this is one thing we all have to, like, I, I noticed some people probably aren't doing, but it's like, we have to change the way, like, imagine if you're not going to get income for a while, live like that. That's what I've been doing. Mm. You know, like, I'm getting money from the government, yeah, but it's like, how long is that going to last? You know? So, like, I'm basically, right. I've basically changed the way I live. I live much more uh, financially conservatively, and I'm, like, preparing for, like, what's going to happen next. I don't know what's going to happen next, like, but I want to be prepared for it, but but not hoarding or anything. Like, I'm not going to fucking hoard toilet paper or or stuff right. like that. I'm I'm nowhere near that, and like, I don't think I'll ever do that. Yeah. So, what's been uh the the most challenging thing for you through this um, shelter at home time? I would say motivation. Like, even with all this free time I have, like, you start to realize to yourself, like, oh my god, I have all this free time. How am I going to occupy all that time? You know, like I spend a lot of time uh, like when I wake up, it's like, okay, it's 7 a.m. What am I going to do? You know, like nothing's open, can't go out. And I start to look around, like, what can I do? Like, I've been wanting to reorganize this. I've been re wanting to reorganize that. Like, I've been wanting to do this and that. And you just spend like hour, two hours, like thinking of what you want to do when you could be doing it. But it's like, do I want to do that? You know, like, well, why am I going to do that? What's the point? You know, like you have to try to get that out of your brain of like, just, just do it. Like mm -hmm. there's nothing going on. Just, just do it. You know, I would say like, like the Nike thing, like just do it. You know, like the thing that you've been wanting to do, just do it. But it's hard to take that first step. Yeah. Um, what helps you stay motivated? What helps you take that first step? That like, I start, uh, I start to, I mean, like, I just keep thinking, 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 like, I think, like, that's my brain, like, I just think a lot, like, I think more than I do, I guess, and I was just, I just, like, at, something snaps in my brain, it's like, just do it, and I just get up and start doing things, like, I feel so yeah. comfortable in bed, like, I just want to fall, keep falling asleep, but then as soon as I do something, I don't really want to go back to bed, like, I just get, I just keep doing things, keep doing things, you know, like, and it's, it's nice. It sounds like um, momentum is important once yeah. you start something. And not you, being angry. Kind of mm. Like, because I feel like that's a big issue with a lot of what's going on is that, like, anger. And just anger over the government, anger over the disease, anger over what's going on. It's like, it's keeping people, like, stuck in their own little thing. It's like, the more anger you get, anger you get the more you just forget about taking care of yourself or, like, what's going on, you know? What have you done to to help deal with anger? You know, because it's an emotion we all feel sometimes. So, what, well, what's well, the, the thing the thing for me is like when I look at Facebook, it's all these people getting angry uh, over at a president over like these things our government is doing. But then, like, I also use Reddit, and like uh, I see all the other stuff going on around the world. You know, and it's like put things into perspective. People are dealing with it way worse than we are. You being angry is not helping anybody. Mm -hmm. Like you're just yelling into the ether. You're 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 not doing anything. You're not coming up with like you're not thinking of like when this is over. Like what's next? Do you think things are going to be back to normal? No, not at all. You have to think about the next thing to come. Like this is how like uh, how I don't get angry working behind the bar. Like because 
it's a small thing. Like mm-hmm. I not I'm not saying the virus is a small thing, but like you know behind the bar, like somebody gets angry at you, you can't you can't retaliate because it's just gonna make the situation a lot worse. Anger makes things worse. Star Wars was right. <laughs> True. Um, so, what are some tools that you use to help yourself not get angry or uh, s- stay calmer? Uh, just thinking ahead, like thinking outside of it. Honestly, like mm. uh, the whole like it's different for everybody. Like counting to ten for some people works. Like it doesn't work for me or anything like that. Like I'm just not really an angry person, I guess, because like I dealt with that like as a child or whatever, and. I guess I just like my brain just evolved to like push it out or not, not push it out, but it's like I take in all everything I see, I hear, I like it gets stuck in my head and, <laughs> and like, you just can't be angry. Cause if you, it's, it, it just, it'll just continue over and over. It's a cycle that never stops. And if you just let it con- consume you, like, I, like, I guess the, the tool I would use is just like a uh, think outside of it, think ahead. That's what keeps me not angry, like not like whole stuck down in these things and and seeing um the other side, like even if what somebody says is stupid, there might like they there's a reason they believe in they believe that thing. Like mm-hmm. see see how people understand it as well. Like there's a reason why they're doing it and it's helped them. See what part of that helps them and see if you can integrate it into yourself or like how to make it work, you know, like being like, yeah. it's, it's like cocktails balance. You need balance. Yeah. So speaking of looking ahead, um, how do you think that your job behind the bar will be different uh, once you hopefully go back to work and hopefully soon, but um, what, what changes do you think you're going to see? And have you been thinking about, I know you've been thinking about those things. Uh, honestly, right now, like from what I'm seeing, uh, what everybody's saying and stuff like that, it doesn't look like it's going to change at all. You know, like I, I for one want things to change. I want the, like, I want to see a trend of bars closing at 12 rather than two. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean think- like this, uh, that and like the stuff I talked about earlier about like the, the working, the bar should be changed like drafts and stuff like that. Like ice wells go, they, they're not needed anymore. Like it's a waste of water. It's uh, it's basically a swamp. It's basically a haven for disease. Like it's not necessary anymore. Replace it with a fridge that can hold bottled cocktails or something. Like, I don't know. That's that's what I hope to see. But I don't think think it's going to happen because a lot of people in this industry love are in love with that whole like the center of attention, the watch me perform on stage. Like that's what a lot of people love in this industry. And you got, you got to change quick. You got to adjust. Like you can be, you can be a performance artist without having to make drinks like that. You you can be a performance artist without having to do all that stuff, you know, like focus more now on taking care of the people in front of you rather Mm -hmm. than focus on making the drinks, you know, you can, yeah, sure. You can still have like, maybe like, once in a while that people will want like this drink is like, Oh yeah, we can provide that experience for you. It'll be maybe only at the bar or only for certain people, but it's like, you can't have it for everybody anymore. And like, I, I kind of hope to see a point where um, you can hire people at the bar where it's like, Hey, could you guys like host my party or something? Like, 
or just be like a uh, just be our bartender like uh tell us what you need and like uh we'll buy that from your bar and prep that and then you go there and like party for them because that's what some people want to be at the bar the life of the party and you can do that at people's homes and stuff like that you know that's another change i want to see instead of having it like all in one place and you know let bartenders go wherever they want and represent their bar. Uh, so what are some other things that you've learned from this experience that you want to carry forward um, either at the bar or in your personal life? Mm. Being alone, I'd say. Like, I think a lot of people now have learned how to be alone, how to mm. not like just be depressed all the time or like have those thoughts just stick in your head, you know, like I've, I've learned, like I've learned just like, you know, just you're, you're there, you know, be happy, you know, don't, don't let it all hold you down. Cause it's just going to eat you inside, you know, which sucks, but mm. you know, it, it, it's time. Honestly, it's time. Like I, I could tell you a lot of different things, but it's different for everybody. And it's not going to be same, but we'll get there. Mm. How how have you uh, dealt with being alone during this time? Uh, my plants, cooking, uh, talking with friends online. Internet dating is useless. <laughs> you yeah, I've been wondering people. about that you industry. Can't, you can't meet people. It's stupid. And, and yeah. it's like, uh, like, what is it? Oh, quarantine. Like, what is it? My friend, she's like, oh, yeah, some guys are like quarantine and chill. Like, that's, that's not, the, no, that's not how it works. I do not want your diseases. No. <laughs> I, I, it's like, and, and like trying to get, sometimes I kind of want to have friends come over, but it's like, not exactly the best time right now, even though you know that they're probably most likely healthy or whatever. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I think like when this testing thing comes out, more people might go out. Like, I don't, like even when I go out just for like uh, uh, ingredients and stuff, when I come home, it's like, I know I'm healthy. I know I'm fine. But there's this little part of me is like, am I sick? Did I catch it? And like, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll feel my throat feeling weird. It's like, like, is this it? It's like, no, no, I just, I've just been smoking weed. Like, that's why. <laughs> Yeah, I call that a mind coronavirus. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. It's... <laughs> or, or there are many more cases of that than actual coronavirus. The psychology is the psychology of, like, being alone and stuck at home and be fearing outside. It's what's hurting us a lot, too. Yeah. It's, uh, I, think, I think the uncertainty is one of the biggest issues. Yeah. Uh, one of the hardest things to deal with in this crisis. Um, how have you dealt with uncertainty mm, uh i i just follow the news i guess of the coronavirus of not what not mainly what the rest of the world is doing and then like you know uh watching like what are what we're doing about it like get I, I get i guess like get appraised on what's happening with the virus and then after that you know just go about my day you know like what do i need to cook what do i need to make how do i prepare mm. dinner or whatever like what I feel like making, you know, like what I feel like eating or like, uh, what do I want to do today? Like, do I want to play this video game, play that video game, like play magic or whatever. But yeah, basically like trying to find something to do or like trying mm. to get people, uh, like play stuff with you. You know, I've been trying to get some friends to play like magic, the gathering online, like arena online. It's free, but like, it's like, 
nobody wants to, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's it's just well, hard. Hmm? Yeah, it sounds like um, just kind of being being aware of what's happening in the world, but then focusing on just what's going on with you because it's really all any of us can do, you know, especially since we all have to stay home. There's not much yeah. we can do to, to, to affect big change, you know? And that's why uh, I was going to say, like, that's why I'm kind of glad that you invited me on this where I can like talk about like what I believe can help everybody like going forward, you know, like I've been trying to do that on Facebook, but it just feels like everybody's so angry that they don't want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. You no. Know? And it's like, I, I probably, I kind of believe that like a lot of people like this. They're like, eh, I don't mind not going back to work for a while, getting money, <laughs> fine, you know, you know, like I, but yes, we should be, make sure like all of this is fine or whatever before we go back to work. But it's like, we have to go back to work at some point, you know, like that's, that's, that's the thing, like focusing on like the end of the tunnel, I think like the end mm-hmm. of the tunnel, like always knowing that there's a light at the end. You don't know when it's going to be there, but you know that it's there. Like focus on that mm. and focus on what it's going to look like at the end, you know? And like, fo- like think about all the variables, like see that end of the tunnel, what it's going to look like, how it's going to feel like, just see the end. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Cause you know, it's, it's impossible to know when the end is going to be. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I guess I guess that's a uh, kind of about having faith and having hope that um, a little of both maybe that mm-hmm. you know I think everyone is is trying to do their best you know um, yeah. I think I think everyone's pretty well intentioned so we can I think we can have some some faith that like we will move forward we will get through this you know we're not perfect but. We just we just all got to do our best. That's one of the things I said when uh, when uh, one of my bars was closing. I was there on the last night, and um, one of the one of the guests there said, um, "What are you guys gonna do?" And I said, um, "Well, I think we're gonna do our best. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's really all we can do." Yeah, like and that applies for everybody. Like we're doing our best. Nobody predicted this would happen. Like no matter what anybody said, like nobody knew it was gonna get this bad. You know, yeah. not even the WHO knew. Nobody knew it was going to get this bad. And playing the whole blame game, blaming this, blaming that, like do that at the end of the tunnel. Right now, blaming, like trying to play the blame game during this is not helping anybody. It's killing people. Focus on taking care of each other. Focus on taking care of the people near you. Taking care of yourself. Like just enough with the anger. Mm. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was really Thanks great for having me, man. Um, yeah, it was great to hear. That was Philip Kim. I really appreciated what he said about not getting angry by understanding that other people have a reason for what they do and why they say things. And if you take a step back and try to understand them rather than just reacting, you'll have a much more positive and productive experience. Also, if you'd like to support Philip and his colleagues during this crisis, There's a link to their employee relief fund in the show notes, as well as a link to purchasing to-go cocktails from 15 Romolo if you're in the SFA area. That's all for this week, but stay tuned for more. Be sure to check us out online at your86.com. That's Y-O-U-R-E-86.com. 
You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well, at Your86 on all of those. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time.